It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am being joined today by Dre Fox. Dre Fox is a social media expert and consultant out of the great state of Texas, specifically Austin, Texas. Uh, over the years, she has helped Fortune 500s with their social media strategy, but always came back to her true calling, helping small businesses and personal brands. Dre Fox, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. All right. So we were talking a little bit before the show and I was telling you, I'm, I'm not a big fan of social media. I do have social media, uh, but uh, I told you that, uh, you know, I was thinking, man, you know, it doesn't seem to work all the time or it doesn't seem to work for like uh, consultants and it doesn't seem to work for, let's, I, I mentioned specifically attorneys and, and some other businesses. And I said, hey, you know, it might work really well for something really consumable, like here's my book or here's a CD or you know, maybe uh, uh, something like that. And what was your answer? So I really think it goes back to where your ideal client lives on the internet. For some businesses, that is certainly Facebook and not Instagram, whereas many people do run their full businesses from Instagram. So I would say it really just goes back to understanding where your ideal client lives, your ideal client avatar is finding themselves on the internet and really promoting yourself to them. Now, the question that you had about, you know, maybe consultants or um, attorneys and so forth, I could see the argument that maybe uh, an attorney marketing themselves on social media is not going to be the number one best place for them to be. But for consultants, you know, we, you are really hiring someone's skills, expertise, but you're also hiring in their personality. And Instagram can be such a great place to really shine all of those behind the scenes things that we might not see in a glossy ad or a website. That can be the difference between why you get hired and why you don't get hired. Well, and I think that uh, you nailed it right there because uh, a lot of people they might be in business for a few years and they really have no clue who their ideal client is, number one. And, you know, they also struggle to differentiate themselves from their competitors. Uh, you know, one of my favorite groups of people to look at, speaking of attorneys, is personal injury attorneys because they all sound the same. Hey, we're the, we're the tough attorneys that's going to get you what you deserve. You know, and it's like <laughs> after a while, you know, all they're doing is who can out advertise the other because there's no there's no telling them apart. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. We have an attorney here in Austin called the attorney that rocks. I on it. I actually don't know what his name is. Um, but his marketing is genius. It's all about the personality and he's got long hair, dreads, his ads are like him playing the guitar. It's very interesting, but he is crushing the space because he's brought himself to life in a completely different way than just commercials or static advertisements. And he does that through social media and it works. It really works for him. Sure. And, and, and check that out. As you said, I don't know his name, but it's the attorney that rocks. So if somebody's looking for an attorney, 
they might go the attorney that rocks and they're going to find him or find his social media and from there they'll get to him but that's that to me is a great example of thinking out of the box and I think that attorneys, a lot of people don't know this, but for the longest time, attorneys were not allowed to do any type of advertising. And so there was a personal injury attorney, interestingly enough, here in the Phoenix market that took the American Bar Association to court over that. And the Supreme Court got involved and said, yes, of course, attorneys can advertise. But could you imagine for years they were not allowed to advertise? because it seemed uh, the American Bar Association thought it was unlawyerly, unprofessional for somebody to market their business. And, and it's like the Supreme Court said, how are consumers gonna find them? How are they gonna know the difference? How are they going to be able to choose? You know, of course they need to advertise. And so I think that there's, when, still to this day, when you talk to attorneys, a lot of them are very slow about advertising they don't know what to do. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm just using them because I happen to have a lot of clients that are attorneys. Uh, but to me, it's a great example of this attorney that rocks. He's figured out a way to separate himself from the herd. Absolutely. And I would even stand to argue that for a, you know, a person maybe under the age of 45, uh, if I'm going to be hiring somebody for whatever legal situation that I might be in, I really want to know that I know, like, and trust them. And as we know, that is built through, you know, social media and advertisements and things along those lines. And really, social media brings you into a three-dimensional world where younger people are going to see all of the different facets of that person and really make a decision if they want to work with them based upon a multitude of factors rather than just the credentials you see on a piece of paper. Yes, yes, because I think ultimately... You know, the old saying is we do business with people we like, know and trust. And social media does give you a, I think, a, a little idea of what they're like. And, and, and specifically now things are moving into video. So you have, you know, IG stories that uh, or IG uh, Instagram um, for those in the know. So Instagram allows you to do videos. Uh, they allow you to do, uh, you know, short videos as well as longer videos. Um, you know, uh, I think um, uh, Snapchat uh, is uh, great for short videos. Uh, uh, what else is out there? But either way, oh, YouTube, of course. So I think videos for a lot of people is a great way for them to do a short blurb and say, hey, you know, whatever, maybe, maybe dish out some good content that will help their clients get to know, like, and trust them, right? Absolutely. Instagram has not only the option for you to upload a video to your timeline, and that is like limited to a minute long, but then on IGTV, which is similar to YouTube, you can upload things that are up to 10 minutes long though I recommend things are roughly 30 seconds to 45 seconds. Um, some people start like little series, you know, it's like Monday is money Monday and Tuesday is tip Tuesday. So they can kind of form um, a lot of credibility with their audience quickly through video. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So here you are, you've been involved in social media for a while. How have you, seeing things change? How have you seen things change for, I guess, uh, leaders uh, in social media for, for lack of better terms? What are you seeing out there? 
So I think a lot of the sentiment that you shared was um, what we've seen in the past is maybe people in, I'll call it serious careers, um, people in more serious careers, not, not really wanting to bring themselves to life in a three-dimensional way on social media for fear of looking unprofessional. But what I think we're seeing a lot more of now is the people that have dipped their toe into revealing a little bit more about how their businesses run, their personality, maybe even their office culture or their business culture are seeing really great conversions coming from social media. So it's the people that are willing to kind of put themselves out there a little bit more are giving themselves massive visibility. And depending on your industry, that massive visibility can be the difference between no clients and a lot of clients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, what is your recommendation? I mean, for somebody who's, let's say, getting started, how do you re recommend a, a leader begin to create a social media presence for themselves or for their brand? Talk about this. Yeah, so the main fundamentals of that are really understanding your core beliefs or brand pillars, depending on what industry you're in, and creating content around those. Um, so, you know, if, if it's authenticity and, I don't know, healthy habits and something else, right, I would consistently create content around those on the platform. And we really are striving for people to say, when I'm thinking of somebody to go to for this topic, your name comes to mind. And we do that by regurgitating the same concepts over and over and over. A lot of leaders come to me and they say, hey, I don't have time to create a ton of content and come up with brand new, brilliant ideas every single week. And I say, it's not about that. It is about taking the same concepts that you've talked about 10 million times in your career and repackaging them in different ways week to week to week so that people become to know you for one particular topic. Yeah. So that's what I would say. And honestly, social media is a visual platform. So using mediums like quality photos or a video are probably the best route for you to go. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that you just said, hey, you know, just hammer down on the on your core concepts or your core values and build it around that. That to me is a brilliant strategy. It helps you focus on your brand, on what you do for your customers. Uh, and that's so important. Uh, yes, maybe uh, if you happen to be a cat person, you could probably throw that in the mix. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I say that because there are a lot of pet videos out there. And, and I see sure. some leaders, some brands who bring their pets in uh, just because that way, they get to connect with those other people who love pets or cats or dogs or lizards or whatever it is, which I think is also kind of a cool thing. Uh, it allows that person to, uh, what do you call it, throw a little bit of their personality into the mix, which I think is important. Absolutely. It's that three-dimensional nature that it brings to them in that in that sense. And um, like you said, you know, maybe I didn't want to work with this particular attorney or fitness trainer, but then they show that they have a similar dog to me, or I learned that we are from the same state, or we are fans of the same sporting team. And now they have elevated themselves one step closer to be my choice for that provider. So it can really be as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? And it's so funny you should say that because 
that is how you build that, what do they call it, affinity with your audience, right? I mean, if you're a big 49ers fan and all of a sudden your team lost, you can now you can commiserate with everybody else in, in your audience that's a 49ers fan or even congratulate those members of your audience who are Kansas City fans or something like that, right? So it's, it, uh, exactly. I, I like that. The, what, I, what do you call it? Three-dimensional Mm-hmm. I like that idea of being three-dimensional. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, what are some of the pitfalls when putting yourself out there in social media? So any industry, of course, there are going to be risks of maybe revealing too much information about yourself. So me as a social media consultant, I think I have a longer band of things that I can talk about and the personality that I can bring to my page and people still trust me as authority on my topic, right? There are ways to kind of overstep that boundary and really shoot yourself in the foot um, by revealing too much about yourself. So it's really dancing that tightwire of understanding your ideal audience, right? If they're un, you know, up to like 35, you can get away with maybe a little more modern topics than if you have an older audience that is mostly people that are hiring you. You have to kind of um, pick your battles and understand what your audience needs to see from you in order to like you more. For me, that's revealing a lot about myself and showing my true explosive personality all the time. <laughs> But for other people, it might be like they want to know that they can really trust me and that I'm very calm and um, genuine. And so you might need to take a different approach than I would. All right. So somebody's looking at you and they're saying, well, you know, Dre, uh, you sound awesome. You sound professional. You, you know, you're a pretty, a pretty lady. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm none of those things. I'm, I'm, I get nervous. I don't know what to say. What is your recommendation for those people who are afraid to get started who, who have hang-ups like we all do right I'm not good enough I'm not young I'm too what is it I'm too old I'm too young I'm too thin I'm too whatever so talk about that yeah that's a really great question so there are a lot of times that people our customers of mine push back and say hey you know I, I'm not a great photographer or I don't have the art skills to make this beautiful page and really what it comes down to is the utility of your content. And by utility, I mean the value that you are providing for other people. It really has a lot less to do with your appearance as it does about the actual content. So when I give people the, um, you know, or I empower them to have the freedom of just saying, listen, it's not about all of these um, extra things that you might be considering. It's truly about how much value you're bringing to your page. Then they start to release themselves a little bit from some of those fears because the reality is, is there are thousands upon thousands of Instagram pages that are exploding with activity and engagement because the creator is providing a ton of value to their audience and it has nothing to do with how they look and i see creators on there ranging from of course you know 16 years old but i follow many people that are up to 50 60 years old nothing to do with what they look like always about what they can do for me as a follower absolutely absolutely because it really all always comes down to content uh you know like you just said it's what can this follower how can this this person that i'm following improve my life right how can they deliver some strategy or something that's going to help me do things quicker better smarter that's ultimately why we follow people you know and part of that could be inspiration 
Uh, sometimes we want to look at somebody who inspires us. Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to be like this person. And again, uh, that's uh, a value to the uh, person following or reading or, or, or whatever. So, um, but it does come down to content. And one of the things that took me forever to learn, because I remember my first one minute video took me like five or six hours to do. <laughs> wow. um, and then somebody gave me this tip of, you know, you're, you're too much in your head. You're thinking about yourself versus thinking about helping your customer. And, and, and once I started thinking about my customer and focusing on them, the fear, for lack of better terms, the awkwardness went away because I wasn't trying to be cool. I wasn't trying to be like Dre Fox or somebody else. I was just giving content that I knew would be helpful to them. And that's been like the biggest aha for me. You are spot on. So the main categories I usually refer to are education, motivation, inspiration, and information. So those are the four ways that you can provide the most value to your audience, depending on what category you're in. And you are spot on. It is actually not about you at all, right? It is about how you can move the needle and change the lives of your customers. And that's the embodiment that I have. And that's what took me from where I used to be to where I am today is showing up every day and being like, how can I help these people today? Right, right. And for uh, those who want to connect with Dre and find out uh, about some of her services, they can follow her on Instagram or check out her Instagram page. It's uh, time for Dre. Uh, you can go there. And also, uh, you also have a, a website, which is timefordre.com. Yeah, so it's it's time of Dre at um oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Um time of Dre on Instagram and then timeofdre.com. But the real party is over at Instagram.com slash time of Dre. Yeah, yeah. Uh even though the caption says right there in front of me, time of Dre, you know, English is my second language, so <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right. So uh let's talk about uh, some of the services that you provide. So if somebody needs help with their social media, what kind of help do you deliver? So if I'm referring mostly to businesses in this case, typically what they will do is they'll hire me on to help them evolve or create their social strategy. So that looks like interviewing them, getting a good understanding of their brand values overall, the voice that they have, and then mapping out an entire social strategy to back up to that. Some people have a social strategy and they just need a gut check. Things aren't working very well for them. And so that's when I come in and help them out. Beyond that, I do have a lot of group programs, but those are geared more towards personal brands and people who are maybe like the figurehead of their business or their mission. Um, so it's been really fun being embedded in a lot of different businesses from small to Fortune 500s, helping them build out a social strategy that actually converts and connects them to their audience. So let me ask you this, as a professional, uh, social media expert consultant when you're looking at a social media strategy or you're looking at the social media analytics what to you would be considered a successful media social media campaign versus a unsuccessful one that's a great question I typically would say it is about the engagement that the conversation, the engagement that is being drawn up by the current strategy. If you're not receiving any 
comments, if you're not receiving likes, even though that's pretty trivial, right? But if you're not getting that recipe of people following you and kind of hopping on the train, then we know that something is going wrong. If you are churning out excellent content with photos that are at least, you know, a B or higher, um, and you're doing everything right, you should be able to create leads and conversations for your business. So for some people, if they are just not able to really get that engagement, get those leads, get that conversation going, then we know some things need to be improved. And a lot of times businesses just don't understand how to use Instagram for um, connecting with people. They use it like a catalog. Like today I'm selling a pen, here's a shoe, here's whatever. And it's really not about that. It's about selling the dream. You're selling the destination. You're not selling the airplane, right? And a lot right. of people forget that in that process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, you're on Instagram. Um, you know, what about things like, uh, well, there's TikTok, there's uh, Facebook, there's Twitter, um, you know, what else is out there? there? There's a lot of platforms out there. Is there one better than the other? What's your take? Where, you know, where should I be spending my social media time and, and resources? I would say first looking at the demographic of your typical client is going to be the first place to begin. Um, you know, Facebook is really great for a long form content, really strong community building and just ease of finding the information. Instagram is quick for short, bite-sized, super visual types of content, whereas you know TikTok and Snapchat are really geared towards millennials or even younger age groups. So you know, if you were selling a sneaker, you might wanna be on Instagram and TikTok, but if you're selling, I don't know, a book about financial investing, you're probably on something like Facebook. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, this because I know you have to go uh, pretty soon. Uh, when it comes to uh, engagement, I want to go back to the engagement thing because this is where I think a lot of people uh, kind of get lost. Uh, you know, the the social media platforms out there are just just like the search engine platforms are constantly changing their algorithm and engagement. You mentioned engagement being the number one thing as opposed to likes. You might have again, 5,000 likes on your page, but if you're not getting any engagements, then there's something wrong because you need to have, as you mentioned, that conversation. And interestingly enough, from what the materials that I've read, it seems like the social media platforms are giving engagement as, you know, the number one thing. If they're seeing that your audience is engaging with you, they're going to promote you higher and higher in the, uh, in, in the search, right? That, that's definitely right. So um, while I think the motivation of every social media platform is to create community and conversation, Instagram specifically is really judging people based upon their engagement rate, which is kind of a combination of likes, comments, shares, and a whole bunch of other little things. Um, so most people need to strive for a 5% or higher engagement rate. There's kind of calculators out there. That means your account is really healthy. So if you're not getting a lot of responses, nobody's engaging with your content, it's really going back to the drawing board and saying to yourself, what can I do to really draw these people off the fence? So there's a few just quick suggestions. Um, always asking a question in your um, caption. I know that sounds so silly, but a lot of people forget 
to actually draw the conversation back from their audience. And I do this all the time. What do you think about this? How does this make you feel? Have you been in this situation? And people are way more likely to respond to a question than a closed-ended caption. Beyond that, the content needs to be solving a problem for them. So as experts, we guess a lot. We say, I know what they need. I, I'm sure I know what they need help with today. And a lot of times we're wrong. So I do market research every single week with my audience, just asking a quick poll or a little feedback, and I gear my entire social media strategy based upon those. So I know people are always saying, gosh, you helped me so much. And I say, well, I know, because you told me you needed help on this, and I helped you. <laughs> it's, it's really that simple. Um, but yeah, as experts, sometimes we forget that we don't know it all. We don't yeah. have a full grasp on what they need from us. Yeah, you know, it's so funny that you that you say that because I remember when I used to, and I still do this, uh, when I'm either creating a product or back in the day when I, when I was very product-centric, uh, I would always ask my audience, what do you need help with? What would you like to learn next? And I would build a, a course or a product around what they wanted to learn next. Uh, and it's that simple. Find out what it is they want and then give it to them. It's, it's that simple. It really is. Yeah. And social media makes that very easy for you to get that in real time consistently so that you can pivot and navigate. All right. And so uh, my last question, you know, and this is something that uh, I know for a while kind of really uh, was one of the mistakes I made. And that is back to what you mentioned as an expert. Uh, I was afraid of not knowing everything. I was afraid of, you know, being vulnerable and, and making a mistake or, or whatever, because I'm the consultant, I'm the expert. So therefore I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be all knowing. And, uh, and that's not always true. You know, you are, you are completely right there. We call that imposter syndrome in my world. Um, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, that you know everything, but for some reason you, um, doubt yourself in those important moments. And the, kind of empowerment that I would give to anyone in your situation or um, that might be going through that right now is that you truly are an expert on something to everybody. And even if you're like, hey, I write email campaigns, but they're not that great. To me, you know way more about email campaigns than even I do at this point in my career. So it's really understanding that yes, maybe you're not gonna be teaching that person on email marketing um, a few tricks in their book, but for tens of thousands of people who are interested in your content, you know more than them. So it's always just going back to, I know more than what my audience does. That's why they're looking to me for advice and guidance. And I need to show up and own that. Yes, I love that. And that's so very true because we are all uh, experts in one area and we're all babies in another area. And, and the person that you're following today probably knows more than you do about that subject matter. Uh, and then as 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 we all do this, we, we tend to up level. Right. So you might find somebody that is, I don't know, let's say uh, great at uh, uh, veggie or a vegetarian recipes. And and then as you start to grow your knowledge, maybe you add another person that you're going to follow that maybe is a little bit, uh, uh, I don't know, more familiar or maybe even resonates with you more or has more uh, strategies or whatever. Anyway, I love it. It's been uh Great having you on the show today. I know that you have a hard stop here in a few minutes. Um, so if people want to come out and find out more about you, they can go to 
uh, Instagram and visit. Uh, hold, let me pop it up here. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. Time of Dre. Time of Dre on Instagram or timeofdre.com. That's right. And uh, they can find out more about you, get their social media up to snuff. And uh, again, it's been a blast having you on the show. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing everyone on Instagram. I love it. Talk to you later. Bye. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. <laughs>